Next up, Campaign Beat, a weekly political analysis program produced by Montana Public Radio. Campaign Beat is hosted by Sally Mock and features Lee Newspaper State News Bureau Chief Holly Michaels and Rob Saldine of the University of Montana's Mansfield Center and Political Science Department. Here's Sally. Rob, Matt Rosendale finally ended the suspense this week and announced he will run for re-election. But the question remains, why did it take so long? Yeah, well, that's certainly one of the lingering questions in all of this, Sally. It, it doesn't make sense. It was harmful to Rosendale to wait in that his indecision helped fuel the rumors that have been circulating for three weeks and that finally wound up in print early this week. Uh, it also hurt Rosendale in the sense that it made his primary more challenging. You know, if he denounced right away when he dropped the Senate bid, some of the other Republicans who jumped into the race might have backed off. And uh, most notably, Denny Reberg probably wouldn't have come in from left field. So Rosendale's dithering made his primary more difficult and complicated. And of course, it was also uh, rather inconsiderate to all those other Republican House candidates who've been running for months on the understanding that Rosendale was leaving the House. So he uh, has created something of a mess, both for himself and for a number of the other prominent Republicans in the state. Rosendale's announcement, Rob, came after former North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp shared this rumor on a podcast. Just a little rumor. I think their caucus may lose a member in the next couple of days. Wow. You heard it here first. Might be the congressman from Montana. Just to gossip a little bit, there's a reason why Rosendale backed out of that Senate race. The rumor is that he impregnated a 20-year-old staff person. And Rob Rosendale promptly threatened to sue Heitkamp for defamation, and his wife also publicly denounced this allegation. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Heitkamp in that clip, you know, she's repeating what everyone has been hearing and obsessing over for some weeks now. And, you know, Sally, one of the reasons this got so much traction, these rumors, is because it made an otherwise inexplicable situation make sense. If something like the rumor Heitkamp passed on was in fact true, it would help explain Rosendale's abrupt 180 on the Senate campaign that he desperately wanted and had been planning for years. It would help explain his rather mystifying account of how he came to the decision to drop that campaign. And it would help explain his indecision on running for re-election to the House and leaving a bunch of his fellow Republicans twisting in the wind. But, you know, Sally, when Heitkamp said that on Monday, it seemed like, uh, you know, gosh, maybe the dam's breaking here. We're going to find out what really happened. But just a few days later, as you note, Rosendale's wife comes out with a statement, and it's now starting to look like we uh, may never have any satisfactory answers to all the questions about the rumors themselves and about Rosendale's behavior over the last few weeks. We do want to make it clear Rosendale has strongly denied the rumor, and his supporters as well have done that. So there's no evidence of what High Camp has alleged. Yeah, and, and, and I think at this point, if Rosendale's wife isn't going to go on the record, if a staffer isn't going to go on the record, there's no one to corroborate any of this, which also leads to the question of, if it's not true, who started this rumor and, and for what purpose? Right. Holly, with Rosendale officially in the race for the House seat, it remains to be seen how many of the eight other Republican candidates will stay in the running, like state school superintendent Elsie Arntzen. And here's part of an online ad she has. Elsie stood up 
to the COVID crazies against lockdowns for parents and for Montana. Now, LC is ready to stand up to DC. And Holly, parental rights is one of Elsie Arnson's big issues. Yes, Sally, that has been such a part of Arnson's time in office, supporting this broad umbrella of everything that falls under parental rights. New that's looked like support for charter schools. We just saw the first round of those approved in Montana. Support for changing notifications around when sexual education is taught in classrooms, really elevating a lot of these so-called culture war topics around education. She's also highlighting things she did like oppose mask mandates during the peak of the COVID pandemic, which is something a Republican primary voter is going to want to hear about. You know, Arnson is in a spot now like the other candidates in this primary where they're working to stand out from a really crowded field and also trying to separate themselves from Rosendale now that the incumbent is running. You know, some of these candidates like Troy Downing, they were already out campaigning before Rosendale made any moves. Others like Arnson, it was off to the races once Rosendale had said he was in that Senate race. But we have heard from pretty much everyone in that field saying that they're at this point still running even with Rosendale now in the race. You know, we've got Denny Reberg, former congressman from Montana. He's working to say, you know, like, look, I'm also kind of an incumbent in this race. I've had this job before. I know how it works. Um, we've got former legislators like Joel Crowder running. You know, they're going to have to have a lot harder battle with name recognition now. See what they're going to do to make themselves stand out in a crowded field. That will be interesting to watch. But a lot of these candidates, they've hired staff. They're soliciting donations. They're attending Republican events around the state. So they, they already took off and went full in once Rosendale was in that Senate race. I think March 11th is the date we'll be watching. That's the filing deadline. So if a candidate hasn't filed yet, that's their last chance to do so. If they have filed but decide they're not running, that's when they would need to file by to get their name taken off the ballot. Of course, someone could in their campaign after that point, but their name would still appear on that really crowded at this point primary ballot in June. And to that point, if you've got eight people in a primary, someone in theory could need just under 13% of the vote to win, which would be pretty interesting to see. Holly, there are also three Democrats running for that House seat, including a new candidate from Broadus. Yes, Sally, we've got a new Democrat in the race. This is Steve Held. He's actually the second parent of a Montana kid who was part of the landmark climate trial this summer to run for office this cycle. The other one is Ryan Bussey. He's running as a Democrat for governor. Held's daughter, Ricky, was actually the named plaintiff in that climate case. So Held is a rancher from Broadus, that's in southeastern Montana, and in a press release he said he's running for this office to clean up corruption, pass a farm bill that works for family farmers in Montana, not just big businesses and corporations. He also took swings at both Rosendale and Reberg in that release. He called Rosendale a self-serving carpetbagger, said Reberg is a career politician and lobbyist. Held also said he would want to work to solve the immigration crisis. He said he'd want to keep politicians out of doctor's offices, which is another way of saying he supports access to abortion. He also said he wanted to address climate change and said he would be a strong advocate for the state's tribal nations. He also said he's 63 years old and has never in that time registered with a political party before, though it is worth pointing out in Montana we don't do that when we vote. Um, Held joins what's now a three-way primary on the Democratic side, that's got Kev Ham, a Helena resident who runs Montana Pride, and Ming Cabrera, a Billings resident who's retired from the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Democrat uh, winning that seat would be a long shot. 
Rob, Tim Sheehy officially filed this week for the Senate seat now held by John Tester. And Rosendale, who just a wee bit ago had nothing good to say about Sheehy, has now endorsed him. Uh, Right. Rosendale was uh, very critical of Sheehy and not just Sheehy, but his most prominent backers, Steve Daines and and Mitch McConnell. But uh, you're right, Sally, now Rosendale's back wearing his uh, team jersey. And that's not necessarily unusual in a contested primary. You know, you have some tough rhetoric, but then everyone tries to make up for the general election. I do suspect some bad blood will remain here just because the rhetoric was so heated. But at least for the purposes of public presentation, it looks like everyone is uh, going to try to be all smiles and on their best behavior moving forward. Holly, she was picked by Senator Steve Daines to run, and Daines was profiled in the Washington Post this week for his efforts to elect enough Republicans to gain control of the Senate. And now we learn Donald Trump wants Danes to replace Mitch McConnell as the leader of Senate Republicans when McConnell steps down in November. Yeah, you know, Danes didn't say outright after this reporting that he would run and he thanked Trump for his support. But a person who spoke anonymously to Politico said right now Danes' focus is more on trying to win back the Senate majority, saying the Republicans would need a majority in the Senate to have a majority leader. Trump endorsement, given Trump's power over the party and the likelihood he's the party nominee for president, that has a lot of weight here. But as Political pointed out, the process to select a leader is done through secret balloting. So if nobody knows how you're voting, that might give people a little more freedom to break ranks from what Trump is suggesting they vote for. Rob Daines is the dark horse to replace McConnell. There are other senators who have more seniority and more connections than him. But if he delivers control of the Senate to his party, he might be rewarded with the leadership. Yeah, maybe so, Sally. There's been a lot of speculation for years, really, about who's going to replace McConnell as leader because everyone has known that his time is limited in that slot. But all of that speculation has focused on one of the three Johns, John Thune, John Barrasso, and John Cornyn. And yet Danes being in the mix, it does make some sense, right? We've talked about the tight relationship between Danes and Trump. And of course, Trump is a key figure in the Republican Party. So if he says he wants Danes, that's significant. Danes has also, I think, already been pretty widely seen as being effective in his current role as point man for the GOP Senate elections this cycle. And Danes has also developed something of a connection with the base at the national level. You know, he goes on Fox regularly and so forth. And the other obvious candidates for this slot don't necessarily do as much of that. Now, This won't be decided until after the election, so it is going to matter a great deal, you know, whether Trump wins and is headed back to the White House, whether the Senate elections actually turn out as favorable for Republicans as it looks like they could. The last time Montana had a Senate majority leader, it was Mike Mansfield. There would be very big shoes to fill. And Sally, you know, one thing worth noting about McConnell stepping down is that Mansfield will remain the longest serving majority leader in the Senate, right? McConnell eclipsed him as the longest serving leader, but not majority leader. Well, Holly and Rob, it's been another interesting week, and we will talk again next week. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Sally. Sally. You've been listening to Campaign Beat, a weekly political analysis program produced by Montana Public Radio. 
Campaign Beat features Rob Saldine of the University of Montana's Mansfield Center and Political Science Department, Lee Newspaper State News Bureau Chief Holly Michaels, and hosted by Sally Mock. Join us next week for more analysis of Montana politics.